Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. This meeting of the Movie Council is now in session. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Movie Council podcast, the podcast that can and possibly will save the world. I am your host, Tim Sherry, as usual, CEO of the Movie Council. We are kicking it old school this week. Well, not really, like two weeks old school, because we got all four of the players back tonight. We are at full strength. Nobody on injured reserve. We are ready to play ball. And by play ball, I mean talk about movies and defend some people. So to help me along that cinematic offensive journey, let me start off with the COO of the movie council. He is the number two man in charge. He is the number one movie guy on the planet. I can't really explain or quantify why or how he is, but he is. And he is also my big bro and the hot shot banker, Mr. Andrew Sherry. What's up, buddy? You know, as the weeks and the months pile up with this number one ranking, the pressure's mounting. It's yeah. mounting to maintain my seating. Yeah, and someone's always looking to knock you off the throne, you know? Right, always... and, I, and, and I don't know if I can hold on much longer. <laughs> I, 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 think you, I think you're strong right now. I think you're like, I think you're like Pete Sampras, but like kind of like in the middle of that run. You know, like you just won Wimbledon for like the 40 whatever. I don't know. I don't know, Tennis. Anyways, uh, you doing all right? We, we went okay? Doing, doing, doing good. Doing good. Yeah. Good, yeah. Good. Yep. Good. good. Got, got a fun topic tonight. We're going to get into Absolutely. that. Actually, it was your idea uh, this week based on me, but we're not going to explain exactly why me. But, you know, we <laughs> yeah, because if we right. did, that would probably be used in court. Yeah. Which, we don't. We don't you know do what? That. Yeah, might be good for the show though. Maybe you take That's one for true. the team. Yeah, <laughs> right. You guys recount you, know you, you, you guys uh, recounting stories on a witness stand might not be uh, the best for <laughs> right. me, but right. we don't want things to right. be admissible. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, we got to let, hey, let, 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 let's introduce the rest of the team. All right, let's let's talk to my producer, my editor, my big bro, <clears throat> uh, some other stuff. You know those things. He told us before we came on the air tonight that he smoked a little extra weed tonight, so it should, things can get very interesting. Most importantly about this this young gentleman, though, he is the movie council's daddy, Dan Sherry. What's up, man? Uh, these pretzels are making me thirsty. <laughs> don't. And don't. these pretzels also, uh, that also follow the movie council on social media uh, at movie council pod on, uh, on all the social medias. And sometimes these pretzels send us an email to yeah. movie council pod at gmail.com. Yeah. And they definitely yeah. rate and review wherever they listen, you know, uh, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, I, you know, if you're listening, you know where you're listening. That, so that just rate and review the podcast. It's super that helpful. Was an inter- that was an interesting segue, right? Yeah, there. well, I, mean, I, I, I don't know. Like a, I said, a combination I segue. Bit yeah, too much like, tonight. You're already home. You're already home, baby. It's all right. We'll get there. We'll get there as a team. Woo. All right. So I get to do something now that we didn't get to do last week, although I pump faked last week, if you guys remember. Mm. I was going to – I pump faked down south, but we're going to do it for real. <laughs> we're going to do it for real this time, baby. We're going to 
Swing it on down to Charlotte. Let's talk to my boy, my bro, my brother from another mother. The very handsome, the very tight, the very sexual, the smooth talking Southern gentleman, Mr. Market bound around. What's up, buddy? Not much, man. As always, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that warm introduction. Always makes me feel very welcome. I feel like a, uh, like a, some sort of important guest every time, even though I'm, I'm here just about every time. So the most part, it always makes me yeah. feel warm and fuzzy inside. That's good. That's good. Well, we're happy to have you back. We, we missed you last week, had a fun time, but uh, yeah, we're definitely missing that Southern charm last week. Um, and, and things actually, we talked about this. I think things got off the rails a little bit without you there. Uh, things went. Yeah. Oh yeah. Went, we went need, we need you to rope us in. Yeah. yeah okay. Went awry quickly and uh, never let up. But uh, I, I want to uh, address something first. I know last week we said this week's episode would be us um, reviewing the Northman, which opened this weekend. Um, unfortunately, because of some scheduling snafus, we, uh, we weren't able to do that. We're going to try and get it done next weekend. We'll see what happens. Uh, knowing us, though, we're probably just going to wait till it ends up fucking streaming and then we'll uh, do a podcast based on it. But we're going to do our best for next weekend. We'll keep you all posted. If not, we'll come back with something cool. Like we have a cool topic tonight, which we're going to get into in, uh, in a couple of minutes. But DP, you got something, right? Yes. Uh, once again, I wanted to, uh, to bring everyone's favorite segment. I mean, it's, it's a runaway hit. Everyone loves it. It's called, oh, my God, he was in that? Woohoo! Cheers, applause. Sorry, All right. yeah, um, you, no, you need to get a sound. You need to get a sound. Yeah, yeah, you're the sound guy. Yeah, and you're I, that I, guy. <laughs> you're the guy. So, uh, so any Hoosiers, uh, uh, I've been watching this TV show uh, called The Unit. It's from like the early 2000s. Actually, yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. good. It was yeah, uh, it. Sean Ryan, the guy that did The Shield, and uh, David Mamet. Did, like wrote the show itself you know, yeah it's a kind of military thing but it's like early 2000s and I, i'm watching it and lo and behold there's a, a a young before he got big john ham starring like mm. five six mm. episodes he plays like this uh professor that works at the college near uh near the the army base when that show come out oh. uh it's like oh five i think somewhere around there okay. so yeah, so, so a, a young early John Dapper. Man. Yeah, yeah. When did Mad Men start? That would have been like uh, two, uh, late 2010 or 2000. So I, I, yeah, that was gonna 10, be my 11. guess somewhere in that area. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. love that show. So, I but speaking yeah. of John Ham, Marky, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't know if you had anyone else. Speaking of John Ham, everybody, yeah, our resident good friend of the podcast andrew harvey we've talked about his movie recently that uh starring john ham called corner office andrew told us that that has been submitted to the tribeca film festival hey got a great slot there yeah man tribeca film festival is going on from uh june 8th i think till uh the 19th no it can't be going that long yeah june 8th to the 19th oh there's a shit and- ton of movies there's like hundreds yeah. yeah yeah so i think it starts on a wednesday june 8th is a wednesday corner office is gonna be showing for the first time on thursday june 9th at 8 p.m at the bmcc tribeca uh you can buy tickets to that actually i was speaking with andrew about it he said that uh usually those early showings get kind of snatched up fast and a lot of the passes get taken by 
you know, people in the biz. But it's showing two more times. It's showing on Friday, June 10th at 3 p.m. at the Sinopolis. And then it's showing Wednesday, June 15th at 8.30 p.m. at Village East. Um, and you can go to the Tribeca That'd website nice. and buy tickets to that. If you're living in New York, interested in that movie, I enjoyed it very yeah. much. I got a sneak peek of it. Um, when you guys get the chance, you got to check it out. It's a yeah, comedy I, drama. I can't wait to see it. Mm-hmm. Also has Daniel Pudi in it. Danny Pudi. Um, and it's... Yeah, like a, like a satire. It's a dark comedy drama. Um, I don't want to talk about it too much without giving too much away because I thought it was it was real neat. And seeing John Hamm as the protagonist, he did a great job too. Yeah. So anybody gets the chance, go see it. Yeah, for sure. I can't wait. Like I said, it's got one of like the like prime spots too at mm-hmm. Tribeca. It's one of like the it's featured the films. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, you go to the Tribeca website and it's right there. You know, featured narrative movie so yeah and so i want to just say you know congratulations to my close personal friend (laughs) andrew harvey like you know i've already talked to him off mic and told him like dude hey good job you know over dinner yeah Yeah. (laughs) so uh but yeah just on the podcast i just want to say congratulations andrew that is awesome yeah it's pretty awesome and we'll uh, we'll definitely once it's out and you know eventually it'll be streaming i'm sure right uh mm-hmm. once it gets to that point um we'll definitely do an episode on it hopefully we can have andrew hop on and we can dissect the movie and have a great time with it because yeah. um you know he's obviously been on he, he's been involved in a lot of really good ones so hopefully this is another one so, yeah congratulations so man. i really liked it and i'm not i'm not just pumping it up because we know the guy uh, it's it is a, it is a fun original good movie it's dark awesome. it's right up my alley i think it'd be uh up your guys alley too on this on this panel at least you know dark comedy satire all that well i'm in i'm definitely in yeah. that's our boy um again i want to say congrats to andrew that's that's really awesome and uh hopefully we'll see you soon on the show he uh he he unfortunately is on our group movie council group text so he gets to see yeah. all, mm. everything I feel bad for that i know yeah, i don't I know. know how he ignores it all I, I really don't, but uh, I told him surprised. feel free to back out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Reggie stuck with it. Yeah, anytime. I would, yeah. would not blame him in the least for that. So he, he uh, said, "Nah, I'm an, I'm on a bunch of group threads. I like seeing people talk about shit." And I'm like, "Okay, I guess yeah, uh, I can see that. <laughs> I can see that from him." Yeah, I mean, I I read like comment threads, and I'm not even involved in that conversation. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm the same way. So all right. Um, Unless we have anything else, you guys want to get into this week's topic? Yeah, let's do it. Technically, this was AJ's idea. AJ, do you want to um, do you want to open up, open things up? You want to talk about why you picked this particular topic? And I mean, uh, without I incriminating wanna, me, I don't want to specifically tell, but we had a conversation. AJ. We had a <laughs> we had a conversation over Easter dinner about you know some of our life experiences, shall we say? Mm-hmm. And you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Let's just say one of us might, you know, be entertaining entering the revenge business. So <laughs> interesting. So I thought, well, it'd be fun to talk about. I mean, we never really approached this topic on the podcast. So I thought we'd talk about some revenge movies. There's some really good ones out there. Some great ones. Yeah. Um, so I thought we'd pick like four of them. And and uh, it was sort of a pick a movie week. You know, it's a play play on one of the things we yeah. do quite frequently here which we like to do yeah my favorite so, yeah so that's what we're up to tonight all right 
AJ, can I be selfish and ask if we can start this off with the movie that DP picked for me? Is that absolutely something we can do? Because I don't know if I can hold this in any longer. For Absolutely. Take, take, no, take it. Take, you know what? No, let, let, let's get right into it. Kick it off. DP, why don't you talk about the movie that you selected for me? Okay. So for uh, for TW, I selected uh, the movie Mandy. So it stars Nicolas Cage. And, and let me also say, so like initially, this pick was supposed to be for AJ. And you know, I I think AJ is a little more respect uh, receptive to fucking crazy ass weird shit movies. So this was supposed to be his, but then he was like, "Oh, Marky, I want to watch your movie instead." So, right. so so this went this went to <laughs> like that sound just like him. Yeah, yeah, I I, I, I think I nailed it. Yeah, <laughs> I crushed it. So. Uh, so yeah, so this one went to TW instead. It's from uh, 2018. It's uh, Nicholas Cage, Andrea Riseborough, Linus Roach. Um, and it is it, like it's set in the 80s. Uh, and, and again, it's like a, re- a revenge movie where uh, Nicholas Cage's wife, Mandy, gets like murdered by these crazy, like religious cult kind of Charles Manson esque people. And then. Uh, Nicholas Cage goes and gets revenge on these people for murdering his wife, and it it is bat shit crazy. This is the most fucked up movie you'll ever see. Like it is insane. Like uh, one of the plot lines involves like LSD and like this weird new version of LSD that f- really fucks people up, and so there's these like super trippy weirdly filmed scenes when they're all tripping on acid and and then it gets insanely gory and bloody and completely out there it is a fucking crazy crazy ass movie but at the same time like it it's fucking brilliant it, it's amazing it's like some of the shit that happens uh all right you know what i know tw he's he's Ready to be so, TW, go for it. Let, let's hear your thoughts on, no, I actually, on Mandy. I actually want to ask you a question first. Okay, um, go ahead. Uh, why, 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 why did you do this to me? Well, I mean, like, <laughs> no, be honest. What, was it was it the thing that me because of me what me and AJ did with the bottle of wine on Easter? Was, was it that? <laughs> that was like, pretty are you, awesome. Are you getting back? Are you getting back at us now? Like we didn't plan that out, DP. You, we got to the restaurant before you. With the, the, we both wanted the same wine. The waiter said, "Hey, you want a bottle?" So we split a bottle. TW, right? TW. It just happened, DP. What? I, I, yeah, it, oh yeah. Clink. Um, Sons of bitches. It, it wasn't. It wasn't a personal <laughs> attack. So there was no reason for you to bestow this horseshit on me. This was li- no. I'm not being. Okay. I'm not being facetious okay. right now. I'm being dead serious when I say I truthfully believe this was the worst movie I've ever seen. <laughs> this is like, this is like legitimately like mystery science theater, 3000 shit. Like it, it was is, that though. bad. Yes. It was horrible. Um, there was not one part of it. Uh, well, no, no, I'm sorry. The soundtrack was good. Um, and uh, look, no, on paper, this should be a movie I like because I love Nick Cage. Um, anytime oh, and he you- is at his Nick Cageiest. Too. Yeah. He is crazy yeah. in this movie. Yeah, yeah, not in a good way. But the, uh, uh, you know, anytime you want to kill religious people, I, that's a good thing. You know, mm-hmm. that's fine. 
But uh, no offense, Marky, I mean, religious cult people. Not, you know, you guys are one step above that. But, you know, the I'm just saying just one, just one. And uh, DP, I, I look, I know you get into like weird shit. Mm-hmm. And I don't even, I don't mean in your sex life. I mean, in like the movies <laughs> that you prefer this, yeah. this, this movie, I'm, this it's not it's it's bad. It's bad. It's really it's bad, DP. Okay. It well, makes Mystic it makes it makes Mystic River look like The Godfather. Okay, like it's that, <laughs> dude. It's that bad. All right, all right actually, three no, things. That, horrible. Okay, I want to see it. There is it's a horrible. point where Nicolas Cage lights a dude on fire, chops his head off, mm. and then uses his flaming head to light a cigarette. Mm. That is the greatest thing to fucking ever be put on film, dude. That, that is amazing. <laughs> no, I think I was already pretty. I remember that part. I think I was already pretty tapped out by that part. The screenplay was horrible. It, it 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 reminded me of a you know the kid that fil- uh, like failed film school, and this was the movie he failed on. Like this was the one he he put forward, and the teachers were like, "What the fuck is this? Get out!" And he, he just they <laughs> threw him off campus. Like it, it, was bad, it bad. is exactly one of those movies because there is a that's whole bunch good. of people that actually watch it and go, "Oh my god, this is so brilliant!" But that's why it's ninety one percent. It's ninety percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, not, shit. And, well, this well, movie the, is loved. Well, it's not audience, just me. The, no, the audience reviews are actually about sixty five, which is still way too high. It should be like 0.65 as opposed <laughs> to sixty five. It is. It's no, it's bad. It's really. I, it's see, not, I disagree. I thought the screen it okay. plays horrible. Everybody, first, hold on. The, everybody takes. If if somebody has to say an eight word sentence, it takes them a minute and a half to say it. That guy, <laughs> that guy, that Linus Roach. That I, that's his name, mm. right? The guy that's fucking the Law and Order the guy, Charles Manson type guy. Yeah, he's he's yeah. on Law and Order. He took over for Jack McCoy. Oh, he's yeah. not bad on that. But if I only saw this movie and not Law and Order. I would legitimately think he was the worst actor that has ever been on a screen. It was that it was horrible. Ah, and and by oh, let me just say that let me just say this too. I still don't know what the hell that movie was supposed to be, and I don't think the filmmakers know what it was supposed to be either. I don't know if I they're supposed either. to think. I don't think if they they're like, oh, is this an is this an artsy revenge flick? Uh, is this a, like a weird supernatural movie? Is this a slasher flick? Is this is this a weird? Uh, expose on the dangers of drugs. They never actually get to a point a- a- anywhere throughout this whole thing. So we don't know, nor do they. It's just about, and it's like two excruciating hours long, and it is two hours of hot garbage run over twice. It's that bad. Okay, so it's bad. It's really bad. DP's not picking for me anymore. By so, the way. Uh, so again, it, this it was, makes "I'm Your Woman" look great. This was for AJ originally. However, at the same time, re- remember when uh, we did Halloween movies and you picked mm. "Trick or Treat" for AJ? Yeah, yeah. Even though you hadn't seen it, you're yeah. like, "Oh, I heard about yeah. this movie. Yeah, people said it's good. I trust them." Yeah. Yeah, that's what happened. I had actually seen Mandy. Yeah. Well, you just said it was. You just said it was brilliant a minute ago. You literally. I, said, oh. I watched it since then, and it was fucking. Awesome. You thought it was brilliant. Oh my oh, god! Oh, I fucking so loved bad. it. Dude, oh. the guy with like the the weird like knife penis thing when he slashes his throat <laughs> and just the blood pours all over Nicolas Cage's face and he just starts screaming. Ah! 
I don't, I don't want to talk about it awesome. anymore. It is fucking nuts. I don't, I don't want to say it. I wish so I saw crazy. this one. Oh my god, uh, it is the wildest fucking movie. Like, and, and what is with that biker gang? Are they like demons? I like what? They didn't seem to be human. I don't know what they were, but they were fucking nuts. <laughs> this movie was so fun. I had such a good time watching it. <laughs> but I can see how you could hate it. And like I said, I bet if I picked it for AJ or Marky, they would have enjoyed it. So, and like I said, blame AJ. He's the one that wanted to ruin so badly. You're basically saying they're feeble-minded pricks, is what you're saying. (laughs) No! I'm saying they have the same type type of taste as me. No, no, the thing is, you're saying, I'm not, and I'm not insinuating that you're a feeble-minded prick. What I'm saying is that you're not mentally stable, okay? No, I'm not. you, You would like a movie like this. Yeah. Hence, AJ and Marky would like it too, as they are also not stable. Well, neither am I, but I still hated it. <laughs> yeah, you just got a different kind of instability. Yeah. I just... Uh, We're the same kind of crazy. <laughs> it's so bad. That adds up. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's really... I, I, I get where you're coming from, because it is fucked up. It I is hope so. I think I made it pretty up. clear where I'm coming from. Yeah, it's uh, but, but, but I can made. see where why you got there. Like... Uh, there's some weird shit in this movie that, like, I didn't get, DP, but DP, I still had a good time DP. watching it. That guy, Linus Roach, his mm-hmm. performance made that guy, that guy, what's that guy's name from The Room? Tommy Wiseau. Yeah, it made that performance look like Marlon Brando in in uh, Streetcar Named Desire. Like, <laughs> There are points in that movie that made me think about The Room, I'll tell you that. That's, that's how bad it is. <laughs> oh, wow. But they, and this is the thing that actually pisses me it, off the most. You're right, DP, because that's why it's 91% from the critics on Rotten Tomatoes, because critics these days are so terrified of people being like, oh, you just didn't get it, man. It's too artsy for you. So they just automatically see something like, oh, this is, oh, because they'll, they'll be like, oh, I think it sucked. Like, well, it's like a David Lynch movie, pal. You just don't get it. Like, no. I, oh, I admittedly don't get it. I just still had a fucking great time watching it. I thought it was I, th- awesome. I think <laughs> critics feel an obligation to like these movies so they don't get accused of not being fucking artsy enough. I, I think enough, you're 100% correct. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's a bad movie. It's really it's re- it's, I, I I really, I'm going to be honest, I probably missed a bunch because I fast forwarded through a lot. I, just, I, I, had, I had to stop DP. I was like on fucking suicide precautions, like 40 minutes into this goddamn thing. It was so bad. It was yeah. so bad. Bradley Cooper did a couple musical numbers. Would that help oh, it? Would that make you go. like it more? <laughs> fucking, of course, the fucking straw man argument comes out now. You haven't even seen the movie. Why are you defending it? <laughs> I don't think he's defending it. He's just fucking with you. He's being a prick, is what he's being. But no, I just I don't DP. Why? Right, like I said, I didn't actually see it. How, I, I how, hadn't watched how, it, but how? I heard people talk about it, and like the people that talked about it loved it. And I was like, "All right, you know what? I I hear it's this great revenge movie, so I figured I'd give it to someone." And then how yeah, could kind of just fell to you, DP? How could in the first ever pick a movie we did, you picked Once Were Warriors. Okay. Now we're here. We're here. DP. I'm not alone. We're going in the opposite, 90% on rotten we're tomatoes. going in the it's opposite direction, me. DP. It, yeah, it's you and a bunch of pretentious cunts who thought it had to be you know, 250 ugh. reviews. It's I don't give a so baker's fuck. Me. I don't give I'm a just baker's saying, fuck. There's it's other terrible. people that like it. Yeah, and there's fucking assholes who gave Titanic the 
uh, fucking Oscar for Best Picture. That movie blows. Okay, and I, I, Titanic, I Titanic. DP, DP. I like I Titanic. Would, okay, DP. I would Leo's watch. Great. I would watch Titanic with my eyelids taped open twenty fucking times in a row before I would watch one minute of that fucking movie, Mandy, again. <laughs> Wow. I'm not even joking. I'm, I would do that with Mystic River too. Like I'm that serious. Ooh. It was that bad. That's a bold wow. that okay. claim, sir. I don't, I'm upset now. Now I'm angry. Damn. How do you go from once for Warriors? I, see, I haven't seen it yet. I don't know. If I, I had watched you, it, I wouldn't have given it to you. I can tell you, you that. If I how do you go from it, dad to that? I would <laughs> American History X. Come on. Um, If I had seen it first, I wouldn't have assigned it to you. Hey, that's a good idea. Because I know this is not your type of movie at all. I would have given it to Marky. I bet Marky would have liked it. Why don't we do that? Because of the blood and fucking ridiculous head chopping off and lighting a cigarette from a flame oh, yeah. skull. Oh, yeah. Like, that was just beautiful. Yeah. I'm, a fa- I'm a fan of Nick Cage going full Nick Cage, too. Yeah. Marky would have achieved manual release 40 minutes into this movie. <laughs> he would. This is right up fucking Bondurant's alley right now. It's, it would have been, like, uh, more hands-off, like, automatic release. I don't... Yeah, sound, like, auto... Sounds like yeah, something yeah. I could just watch and then... Yeah. Just, yeah. Uh, I can picture... I can picture... Off. I can picture Marky watching it and choking himself with a noose at the same time. <laughs> hey. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Oh, he's into oh, that? Boy. Yeah, he looks... I don't know. He's got that look about him. Uh, Auto-fixation. DP, I'm not going to rate this movie. Okay, uh, five. yeah, I, I, I don't no. blame you. That, that's cool. I don't, I, I, I don't want to go to negative rating. Lean forward and choke yourself. <laughs> <laughs> With my hand, I'm not. DP, don't, don't pull my fucking hand. Why did you do this to me? Lean forward and choke okay, yourself. I, I didn't to watch talk it. About, I didn't I wanted, watch it. I'm sorry. <clears throat> I wanted to talk about Upgrade, and that's a great movie. Oh, we can't shit. talk. About we, we have kind of talked about it briefly. On the upgrade. Podcast, but we oh, should do a two D's upgrade. It's that so movie's good. fucking awesome. For a so double good. dose of pimping. Yeah. You want right. to just do it? Let's do it right no, now. No, I haven't rewatched. All right, we we got a whole um, bunch of stuff there. All right, we're, Marky, we're doing let again. Marky and AJ jerk each other off right now. I'm very upset. Well, that was an awkward silence after me. Saying <laughs> but, uh, the, uh, I was uh, trying to remember the guy's name from Upgrade. Is it uh, something Marshall Green? Logan Marshall, Marshall Green. Green. Yeah. Marshall Green, yeah. Oh, yeah. From, um, from the invitation. That's another That's great right. One. Yeah. That's a, uh, we got to find a way to talk about that movie some night, too, because that one is, is. We did talk about the invitation. Like mm-hmm. in depth? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Invitation yeah. to 1917's Coda. Uh, oh, wait. I was only in part of that, though, wasn't yeah. I? Yeah, because I I, I I came in late. I bailed on the. Co- I must have missed the invitation part. I think. I Did don't I? remember. Maybe I was. All right. So anywho, but I think I ended up picking for DP too. That we that was weird how we ended up doing that this week. Yeah. So uh, so why don't we have Marky and AJ talk? <clears throat> yeah, Marky, go ahead. What what did you pick for AJ? I picked the movie called Blue Ruin, and I'm going to have to pull it up on IMDb real quick. I'm not prepared because I forget some of it and the names of the people when it came out. I can tell you a little bit about the plot while I'm uh, navigating the internets here, but it is about, it follows a guy that lost his father to these criminal assholes, and he's been living as a fun for 
he lost both his parents. Thank you. It's been quite some time since I've watched it. Um, Let me read the IMDb thing instead of trying to pull out a memory here. A mysterious outsider's quiet life is turned upside down when he returns to his childhood home to carry out an act of vengeance. Proving himself an amateur assassin, he winds up in a brutal fight to protect his estranged family. So his sister, basically. Yeah, his sister's the only one left. And yeah, and and her family. Um, and this is the the same guy that made the the green room, correct? Yes. So yeah. This is, uh, Jeremy Salmier. Yeah, this movie is uh, just as not quite as violent in succession. Like Green Room is back to back to back once it gets kicking. So mm-hmm. this movie is a little bit more of a slow burn, but it is just as twisted and fucked up. Um, so if anybody's seen Green Room and hasn't seen Blue Ruin, highly recommend it. It's a little bit more quiet story, and it is, I mean, just as dark. It's it is fucked up where this guy is he finds out that the person that murdered his dad and mom is released from prison and he the this protagonist has been living as a bum his life has been in shambles ever since then finds out this guy's out of prison gets his rickety ass car together tracks the guy follows him out of prison finds the first place that the guy stops and like stabs him in the fucking neck in the bathroom (laughs) and then it really just kind of goes, I mean, that's bonkers enough, but it goes off from there. It turns out that guy didn't actually kill his mom and dad. It was someone else in his family. And then now their family's out for revenge again against him. And they're coming after the protagonist's sister and her family. So they have to flee. And then the uh, protagonist just takes it upon himself that he has to kill everyone in that family to protect his sister. And AJ, you watched it recently. It's forgive me. Cause I have, I'm kind of going off a of memory here, but let me know what you think about it and kind of fill in those blanks there that I yeah, just sure, generally sure, sure. skipped over. Sure. TW, you've seen it. I have. Yeah. I saw it a while ago and I didn't get to rewatch it, but I, I remember it pretty, pretty well. It, it's, it, it stuck with me. So, so first I just want to say, Mark, you were mentioning before I forget, because you know, I'm getting old. I'm forgetting shit. So you were mentioning the violence of Green Room and like it's not quite as as violent. What I will say about the violence in Blue Ruin is that it's always sudden. Right. It's always very sudden. Like when the guy gets his face blown off, like by the the buddy there across the the field, like and and even when he kills, when even when he kills who he thinks is the, you know, just coming out of the stall and attacking him and then the, you know, the knife to the head. Right. The temple, like yeah. that is so sudden. The violence is very sudden in the movie. Yeah. Um, so that's what I'll say about it. And even the, the closing scene, which is super taut, super tense. Um, Absolutely. A lot of sudden violence once things erupt, right? Mm-hmm. So there's there's a while before that ending scene that all right so he's just he's this drifter right and his life like you said is in shambles he sleeps in his car he fucking breaks into people's houses (laughs) during the day to take a bath you know he's going through like trash for food and shit you know and and then one morning he's sleeping in his car the cops take him in but he's not in trouble they just they want to tell him that this guy that was convicted of killing his parents is being released from jail and so from that point on you get the impression the local cops know who he is. You know, they know who like he is. He's the local. Bum. He's the local yeah. bum. Yeah. 
and so then he at that point he he decides just he decides I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna you know kill the guy. Um, and by the way, a lot of it's really inept. Like he has no idea what he's doing, right? Like he steals a gun out of this guy's truck and he's trying to break the lock off off the gun, off the gun. Right. You know what I mean? And he can't do it. And then when he finally does do it, even when he's going back out to his car, he had dropped the keys in the bathroom. And then he tries to flatten the tire on the car that their cuts car his the limit, cuts his hand open. Like he just can't, he can't get it right. Right. He's, yeah. It's all, he's an amateur. He's trying to murder. It's amateur hour, but here's what I'll say. There's a, there's the moment towards the end where he's sitting in their house, waiting for them to come home. Mm. And like, you know, the lights on a timer. So, you know, he's been there for a while. He's like nodding off and then the lights will turn on. The nodding off, the lights will turn <laughs> off, whatever. And I'll say at that point, I was like, when is something going to happen in this movie? And yeah. I feel like they were making me wait for a reason because that final scene is so fucking intense and so worth it that I, I could have waited all day for that shit to happen. Yeah, like yeah. that was crazy crazy shit went down and, and i feel like it was just so worth it that the back and forth between the the, the sister and i i don't know if that was the the, the mother or who she was i think it was the mother of yeah. the guy that died right. of the the cancer or whatever the, right. the original killer there's a so what i'll say is this this movie is marked by like some slow moving stuff but then some tension so when you like when he lets the brother out of the trunk there's a lot like the dialogue they have is very, very tense, mm-hmm. very, you know, he's pointing the gun at the, him the whole time, but you know, he's nervous. He's not, you know, he doesn't know um, whether he's capable of actually killing him, you know? Um, well, that that's kind and, of, a, and by a the way, I love the buddy right there. I love the buddy, his yeah. buddy. Oh my God. That dude's the man. The, the so family I'm that real... he's attacking though is like very criminal. Like they, those. Oh those yeah. Yeah. Family is, is like hardened criminals. They know their way around a gun. They're not yep. afraid to fuck people up or even kill people. Right. And the, the protagonist, his name is Macon Blair. He's he was perfectly chosen for this role because he's just got a soft face and a soft body just from the outward appearance. And he carries himself yep. like that in this character. He has no idea what he's doing. But so, yeah, I didn't mean to cut you no, off. That's there. I just right. kind of want to point the, in the, some of that. The film is marked by like tense moments followed by you know tense moment followed by tense moment you know there's there's that scene when he's uh he sends his sister away because he knows they're coming after him and he's in the house at night and in the dark and he can't get the flashlight turned off and he's hiding in front of the couch just to like they're they're walking into that they're breaking into us and all that so i enjoyed the film quite a bit i I think it's um good it's dark it's it's gritty but it's like the one word i keep saying it is tense the tension in this movie is just so palpable from scene to scene violence didn't the violence didn't seem unrealistic you know nothing seemed necessarily like supernatural as far as like a movie might portray an action sequence or something you know it felt gritty and real with some of the stuff that was happening yeah um and yeah, just, it's, just it's, there, there was zero winners at the end of that movie. No, no, zero winners. No, it was Everybody lost. And you found thought, out there was I, like some uh, some inner siblings within these two families yeah. that were essentially warring, which was like a, a little twist at the end. 
So I enjoyed it quite a bit. Good. I think yeah. this guy's this guy's a promising director. I want to see him do more. Yeah, He's great. I agree. Yeah. As as far as revenge movies go, uh, I think this is a strong contender. This is yeah. Th- this um, one hit all the right notes up there. Can I can I just say mm-hmm. real quick too? Yeah. About yeah that, jump in about that character that Lee can make make him blood. First of all, his name in the movie is Dwight Evans, which yeah yeah. Like, <laughs> I gotta love that Dwight Austin, but yeah. Um, but I've never seen a more perfect cast for like a broken, seeking revenge kind of person. Yeah, yeah. Um, and right. the whole thing, it comes off really realistic. Like it, it's really, right. um, it's like you're watching a tragedy unfold in front of you. Yeah. And it's, um, and the, oh God, that ending, that ending is one of the best endings in any movie. And But what, what TW, I, like that, where you had to wait for it, wait for it, and yeah. wait for it. Oh yeah. It, it's, it's the ultimate slow burn, but, but yeah, I'm yeah, 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 yeah. say. Drinks a bunch of, it, drinks a bunch of water just so you yeah. can piss on that guy's grave. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So I, I think what makes it such a great revenge story is kind of what you guys were alluding to before about the character. He was kind of like a, you know, obviously a very down on his luck guy. He came off as a bit of a loser, most likely because of, you know, how his life unfolded. But yeah. like literally the only thing that kept him moving forward was his need for revenge. He had no skill set. He had nothing. All he fucking lived off of was this, this need for revenge. And then he got it, and then he fucking died. <laughs> that was yeah. it. That was the uh, whole fucking thing. Yeah, that was and it. it's just, and he it, seemed con- he seemed content with that. Completely content with that. That was the only reason he was staying alive for this moment. And then he carried it out. And then it got it got dragged out after you know we thought you know once he killed that guy, he thought that was it. But then it got dragged out, and he was fine with that. And then once it was over, that was it. It was it was just so. Um, and, and about the violence too, obviously it's not as nearly as violent, um, as you know, often as green room is, no. uh, but when it's violent, it is super fucking violent. Like it's yep. gory at times, but, yep. um, yeah. I absolutely, I remember watching that movie, like out just randomly a few years ago, like I saw it had really good ratings. I just gave it a shot. Um, and it, wow. It blew my mind. It's really, really, yeah. really great movie. you might be able to remind me here aj but at the end when he goes to that uh family's house doesn't he almost like try to give them an option or he's thinking about uh letting it go and he leaves them a message when on their on the yeah he leaves them a message he walks outside leaves them a message because on their answer machine saying um, that like he's gonna he killed this part but it's over or like whatever like he was about, but then he hears them and then talking he overhears about them out, yeah. he hears them oh, talking and, yeah yeah that's why we're going to pittsburgh like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the brother because like you and see, then he just you comes see in way, and blasts him right but the way that the, the way that the shot is framed is he's in the foreground hidden there in the background right and right. he's sort of like pointing the gun and then he pulls it back like okay maybe i don't want to do this yeah but then the brother says that shit and he's like pop that was it. he pops him it was done stomach. yeah it was a setup it was a yeah. setup but he was okay to, he was willing to walk away if if they were will, willing to walk away and they clearly were not and so you do what you gotta so do that, that that's point. it you're mm-hmm. done you're done and he, so, he thought so that yeah. he uh threw away all the guns in the house and then somebody pulls out like an Uzi from underneath the couch or right, something. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. He had searched that place up and down, he thought, right? He, he was he found digging, a bunch of guns and throws them all in the pond. 
Oh yeah, he was like th- going through the couch cushions and everything, and he didn't find that one that gun that that um, that machine gun, like you were saying. Yeah. What was that, Marky? Did you recognize? I, if I remember that right, I thought it was a Uzi. And she comes up blasting with it, and yeah, they all like die, t- and they all die or something. One Marky, person, Marky, can I ask you? Was was the mm. gunplay realistic in this movie? It was. It was extremely realistic. That was <laughs> it was uh, it was so realistic in a sense that uh, that scene reasoned and they have that uh, the guys in the trunk. He gets out and his his uh, old fat army buddy. Um, that guy takes a shot at him at first, and the guy looks over his shoulder, and then his face gets blown off. I had like I didn't know what happened at first. I had to rewind it. It's because I found out later that it was. The dude shoots at him twice. He misses the first shot, and the, his first shot hits a tree. So the guy looks over his shoulder because he hears the the round hit the tree. And then when he turns back around, the next he round gets popped. Hits him yeah. Right in the face. yeah, it is but, a wonderful movie. My God, yeah. it's uh, look. I it's find not, myself. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. sorry. No, 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 AJ, do it, do it, do it. I do find I do find myself being drawn to film, not re- revenge films, but films like this that are a little grittier, a little more realistic. And this one definitely hit the right notes for me I feel yeah. it at one point some guy's got a crossbow it takes like a crossbow bolt through like the leg doesn't he he does uh, yeah uh Dwight. then he takes yeah. he takes a uh hacksaw and like ha- saws part of it off so that's right. only like the little nub and then he takes you know some pliers to, or whatever Oof. whatever whatever he takes yeah. his clamps to pull it out yeah and then he ends up in the hospital rough stuff got tw yeah. you're gonna say no, I was just I I, I had a, like I said I had a feeling you were gonna love the, this movie. It's um, it's really uh, like you were mentioning. It is like a tragedy. I, it is. And I'm trying to put it mm-hmm. into like the, the way they kind of dr- draw you in to that ending. I want to. I'm serious. I, I want to say, oh, it was boring. It wasn't boring up until then, but only bits and pieces. And by the it way, good. There was, it was good. There's not pacing. a lot of dialogue in this movie. There's not a lot no. of talking, if you oh. notice. Well, it's there's funny because of, he even said in just, the... There's a lot of just people like kind of... There's a lot of understanding, but not a lot of talking. Which yeah. Is yeah. Remember yeah. when they're in the diner? He's, he's in the diner with his sister and he even says, I'm not used to talking so much. Right. He's just alone. He's a dr- He's a recluse. He's yeah. a recluse. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's just, Lives yeah. like under... The- the pier or something like spent he had a lot time. of trauma yeah. a lot of trauma in his life yeah and he, he and he attributed all to this family and it's a well-to-do yeah. family and he wanted to fuck them and <laughs> he and, did but Sorry. really he sure in, did in a way <laughs> it, it is it is almost a uh kind of like a, a modern shakespearean story with the yeah. like intertwine you, know, you you later find out there's twining of the families it's like not a half, brother, half brother or something yeah right weird, yeah. yeah the mother and the father of each side like had an yeah. affair and stuff yeah, yeah and there's siblings on both sides it's yeah it's a very so. quiet understated movie but it's also really complex at the same time like it's yeah. really it's, yeah i loved it i think it's a great movie so. yeah so I thank you, Marky. Um, glad yeah. I, I'm glad I got my uh, I got a chance to see that. It was it was terrific. Good, yeah. DP, I know we pretty much talked about every scene in the entire movie, but uh, <laughs> when you get a chance, man, <laughs> check it out. All right, AJ, uh, Marky, that was 
great. Blue Ruins, a great flick. Yeah. Love it. Good times. Um, I'm going to move on because um, I picked one off for DP, but DP, before we do that, yeah. could I really quickly go back to Mandy for one second? I know. Sure. I know just, <laughs> there, I forgot to tell you because I took some notes when I was at work. I wrote some stuff down and then I forgot it. There was Shit. one part or aspect of the movie that I did like. And that was one, one actor, one character. And that was that dude Carruthers that he got the fucking crossbow from and the other weapons from. Yeah. That guy's name is Bill. Mark, you're going to like this. That guy's name is Bill. Oh, I saw that. He's in Commando and Predator. Fuck yeah, he is. (laughs) This character in Predator fucking rules. Dude, he's in that movie. He's in Mandy for, I don't know, eight minutes, if that. And he's great. Like, I remember yeah. being like, that scene being like, okay, all right, this might be all right. And then I was wrong, but the <laughs> he's he's fantastic. He's, Jesus Christ, I'm looking at his wiki. He's, he's still alive. He's 79 years old. Wow. God, I wish I could wow. write a movie and cast that guy as the lead. I think he's actually kind of brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. He's so good. So I was looking through the, I was looking at the cast uh, yeah. when you guys were talking about Mandy and I was like, all right, Nick Cage, this guy, this girl. I was like, Bill Duke. What the fuck? <laughs> he hasn't been in anything since the eighties. But opening up his, <laughs> he's, he's very good. His, his IMDb page, he has been sprinkled into something here and there. But no, yeah, he is the guy from Commando and Predator. That dude's the shit. It's fucking great. But anyway, yeah. sorry. That, that was with the great line. So what are you hunting? Jesus freaks. <laughs> Yeah, I like that. That back and forth. That I really awesome. actually enjoyed that part. Then when he explained to him about like how those those guys had bad, uh, what is it? Were they LSD, LSD yeah. trips or whatever? Yeah, yeah. That stuff with that. That was good. They should have. That guy should have like been the fucking lead or something. Just sitting there talking for two hours. I'd have been like, all right, this is brilliant. But all right. Anyways, um, so I picked for DP this week, and I picked uh, 2015's The Gift. Um, not to confuse anybody with the Katie Holmes Holocaust gift, you know that one, you know the Holocaust movie that Katie. Oh wait, no, no, no. Katie Holmes' tits are in that one, which is the opposite of the Holocaust. Yeah, right? the, the okay. exact opposite. Right. Of right. The right. Okay. Right. right. That's where as I get it bad as the Holocaust was. That's how good. <laughs> yeah. So that's Katie Holmes' tits in the other gift. That was from like 2000. This from 2015 is Joel Edgerton, uh, uh, Rebecca Hall, and uh, Jason Bateman. I'm going to read you the synopsis. Uh, for Rotten Tomatoes, they always have the, the good ones. So, uh, when married couple Simon, Jason Bateman, and Robin, Rebecca Hall, unexpectedly encounter Gordo, Joel Edgerton, an acquaintance from Simon's past, little do they know their perfect lives will be thrown into a terrifying tailspin. At first, Simon doesn't recognize Gordo, but after a t- troubling series of uninvited encounters and mysterious gifts, a horrifying secret emerges. As Robin learned what really happened between Simon and Gordo, she begins to question how well she knows her spouse. Now, this is directed by Joel Edgerton, too. It's his directorial debut. Mm, um, I didn't know that. Yeah, and... Um, I'll talk a little bit, but I want to let I picked it for DP, so I want to let him go on it. And I know you watched it a couple of weeks ago, DP. It was just something that I wanted you. Okay, that I wanted you to watch, and then you're like, "Oh, I just happened to watch it." So it was kind of perfect the way that that kind of worked out. So um, I love this fucking movie. We can get into why I love it um, as we go further, but I just um, I just want to say I think it's um, as far as revenge movies go, like. This is about as twisted type of revenge you can ever. Yeah, dude, this this you almost forget it's a revenge movie. At like at the end of the movie, 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You almost forget this, that that's this, actually what it was about. The, the revenge in this movie makes the shit that I talk about in my real <sighs> life sound fucking Dude, like, talk like about minor leagues. Cold. Jesus like, Christ. Yeah. Like a ball, like minor fucking leagues. Like it's, it's fucked up. So why don't you tell me what you thought about, about the gift? So, okay. Yeah. So, so like I said, we watched it last week, Manash and I threw it on and yeah, I, I thought it was great. Mm-hmm. Um, it, what I really loved too was for so long in the movie, you didn't know like yeah. which way it was yeah. going. Like <clears throat> at first, you know, Gordo seemed nice, and then he seemed like he was really fucking creepy. Mm. But then all of a sudden, you know, uh, Simon there started seeming creepy, and so like you you can't figure out who the real lunatic is or if one of them is just really actually being nice and like it, you just go back and forth and you can't figure out what the fuck is going on and then when it just starts unraveling and yeah. you know like all the shit going on with his wife and it, it yeah it was fucking brilliant like, and then Roy and then Roy from the warehouse bridges the gap and we all kind of understand what's going on yeah right. <laughs> that's right yeah Roy <laughs> <laughs> But <clears throat> I can't get know, past that. But I, I thought it was brilliant. Yeah, like I said, it kept you guessing throughout the whole thing. Um, and then and the you know way it turns out, you're like, oh, oh, okay, I get that. <laughs> you know, it's I, I like I you know fuck it. I, I don't want to spoil it, but yeah. Um, the ending is so twisted, like it. it, it oh God! Let, yeah, let me like, just, like it makes you think. It, like it, it, it takes a second to fully grasp everything that kind of went down in the way it ended. You know? Yeah, I don't know. Should, should, maybe we should not say it. So for people who do haven't seen it yet, maybe, it, it's such a great ending. Yeah, yeah. That's why so I don't, I don't want to give it away. It. So yeah. I let. I will say without giving it away, I don't think he did. Mm. You know what I mean? I don't think he did, but. But still, fuck. Yeah. Really quick. But anyways, but, uh, let, me, let me say. Yeah, I, I don't think J- he did either. I, I uh, thought uh, J- hmm. Can I say, I thought Jason I Bateman. <laughs> can I say Jason Bateman was so fucking brilliant in this movie? Oh, he was Like, great, he huh? is such a, because that's the thing about the movie. Um, like DP was saying, you think it's Can't all go. Gordo. You think it's all Gordo, but it's really not. And Gordo's got a really good. But then there's an argument to be made that the whole thing, all the stuff that Gordo was doing was just kind of a misunderstanding. He really didn't. You know the dinner party thing was fucking weird, but mm-hmm. the the you know the whole like the dog going missing and the fish die that wasn't necessarily him. You know, like right. they, there were all these things that they but almost kind of made him? up in their and, yeah. yeah. They all made it up in their mind because they thought they were so creeped out by this guy. But really, the fucking the the sociopath of this story is Jason Bateman. Mm-hmm. He was a fucking bully as a kid, and he was a bully as an adult. They showed that when he railroaded that guy at his company. Then yeah. they thought, remember, they thought that was Gordo when the guy showed mm-hmm. up the whole time. They always just think it's Gordo fucking with them. But when you really, because I'll tell you this, TP, I saw that movie for the first time when it came out. I saw it in the theater. I hadn't seen it since. I watched it earlier tonight before we started recording. So mm-hmm. when you watch this movie a second time, when you kind of know everything and you watch it from a different perspective, it's completely different. Because now mm-hmm. you know, and you're yeah. like, oh, shit. All right. And then you start yeah, keeping these things together. And it, I, I think that's really, I think this movie is a borderline masterpiece. Like, I really do. I think it's that fucking good. And wow. uh, the acting is superb. Re- I, first of all. I love Rebecca Hall. Rebecca Hall can get it. 
But mm. she's also she can get it for being hot, but she can get it for being super talented too. Yeah. She just directed. What did she? AJ did she direct? Did she direct passing? Yeah, she, did. she just okay. So she's obviously an extremely talented girl. She can yeah. act. She can direct. She's gorgeous. Rebecca Hall's the shit. So what mm. a wonderfully casted flick too. Very talented crew, but man, totally. Yeah, Rebecca man, Hall what? was. Uh... She was in that movie Professor Marston and the Wonder Women, which we definitely never talked about on this podcast. <laughs> right, right. It's true. Yeah. So <laughs> that's a great flick, too, by the way. But anywho, but yeah, I love Rebecca Hall and and it, her performance in this movie, like her, like the way she was torn because she believed in Gordo when her husband was telling her Gordo was crazy. And then, you know, then maybe Gordo was crazy. Her and the way she She played that. Yeah. She liked him. him She thought he was honest, you know, and just watching the way her, the way her relationship with her husband just kind of changes throughout the movie. And yeah, His, his true colors come out bad. Right, I mean, really and when she bad. starts seeing them and Oof. like questions everything, yeah. wow, really, really awesome flick, wonderfully directed by Joel Edgerton. He did another movie called Boy Erased that came out a couple of years ago, got great reviews, got some Academy Award. No, no, no Golden Globe love. That's something we should probably check mm-hmm. out at some point. But what a talented guy, talented. I mean, and the, the story, the way that story unravels. It, that that's a that's a uh, like we talked about blue ruin that's a borderline slow burn too they make you wait for about three quarters of that movie so you finally find out what really went down between the two right. of them when they were kids and then you're like holy santa claus shit like yeah. it, like that's when that's when everything changes that's how your feelings towards everyone change in the movie right in that moment mm-hmm. and roy from the warehouse told us about it so that, i mean i thought that was yeah. kind of mm-hmm. yeah because what the first thing you find out about it is you know bad enough but then when you find out the truth about it you're like oh boy you, like I, all right i fuck it we'll just spoil it so so you find out that when they were younger uh, uh gordo got caught being molested in a car and got bullied for it and jason bateman was one of the ones that fucking bullied him so much and he like you find, you find that out that like he was the bully picking on this kid and that's why gordo is the way he is and, and you are and then you start saying wow what a fucking asshole he is then you find out a little while later that he was never molested and jason bateman just made the whole fucking thing up <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. just oh, wow. so he could bully him yeah. and you're like he's 10 times the fucking asshole you thought he was Damn. so it, yeah Oof. and then and then and then gordo's dad thinking that he's gay because he got molested yep. or was with a guy, tried to light him on fire. Mm-hmm. And then they send his dad away oh. for attempted murder for life. <laughs> like, yeah. He ruined Jesus. this kid's life and then just off and fucking moved to Chicago and then came back. Like, it's just, but like, I liked Gordo. Don't you feel like Gordo was trying to be nice? Remember he came by and like set up the cable and the surround mm-hmm. sound, like, and then he saw, he wrote weirdo on the fucking, on the, yeah, on the fridge, on the note, like, fuck. But see, that's the thing. When he was coming around, though, at first, I was like, all right, this dude's a fucking stalker. Like, this is creepy. Why is he showing up so much? Uh, Why is he giving him so many gifts? Yeah. So, And that was the thing. You couldn't tell if he was a stalker or if he was just a nice guy. And so, and they 
kept you fucking hanging through the whole movie to find that out. AJ's dying to get in on this one. Yeah. Do it. All right. Go What's up, AJ? So one of the more brilliant things about this film is that it makes you completely throw out your preconceived notions. <laughs> yeah, you true. know what I mean? From the beginning of the film to the end of the film. And that's the beauty of the writing because Edgerton wrote it too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just the brilliance of the story that was written. Not just the direction, but the that's actual pretty impressive. story. I didn't know he wrote it. Yeah, he's yeah. a talented guy. Very just guy. like you, you go in and it's kind of like this innocuous thing, like oh, he's just this creepy, weird dude, and you, an and, and, right? And you don't know what Jason Bateman's character's like, you know what his his angle, what his motivations are. You just think he's the victim, right, of yeah. this like weird guy, and so it, so it forces you to like completely change your mind about these people in such a, an effective way yeah. but not out of left field like it all makes sense it all tracks it all works and all the performances are top notch yeah and Jason what, and, Bateman's what, a sleeper actor so that's, Marky, in my opinion his it's skill funny, Marky, it's funny that you're saying that remember we did like breakout our next breakout people uh-huh. a, a few weeks ago I was, yeah. I was saying like why do we bring up Jason Bateman's been the leading man but like is it me or is he ready to like really be like yeah, he's like a, he's a sleeper. Lead. He's a real talent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean he's I'm, he's funny. He's done a lot of uh, comedic roles. It's kind of a, I think where he got you know he he cut his teeth there. But yeah. these dramas that he's been doing in TV, like the Ozarks, oh, he plays mm-hmm. that character where, where he's very unassuming, mm-hmm. and he can he can do that balance of this. I don't know. It's kind of hard to put it into words, but like almost like an everyday person, but has. All, these underlying emotions yeah, that you can yeah. see simmering when you know yeah. what the character is going through, but Excellent. for the other characters in the room and the story, it, it, it passes as believable. It does that kudos, very well. Kudos to the casting director. Like yeah. how good is the casting in this film? It, mm. It's, it's really brilliant. And um, I mean, just the three, the, uh, but who's the girl, the girl that plays um, the neighbor, she, I forget her name. She's a little, a little bit of a heavier set girl, but she was on. Uh, Wait, she was on. Was she a big fat girl? Yeah, I was just gonna say. Oh, that. Right. Yeah, she's a big, big fat person. But she, um, she was on a season of the of Fargo, the TV show, um, and she's mm. great. I forget her name, but she's wonderful too. But yeah, great casted, great movie. Yeah. Um, and AJ, to your point, yeah, like you have this one preconceived notion this whole way through but then when you get the they throw the fucking curveball they throw the hook then you're suddenly like whoa i need to go back to the beginning and think about everything that we saw just to see if that still makes sense and when you do it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't add up after that and that's when you know jason bateman's a fucking liar and that's when everything seems and and that's the way the movie's paced too because that's when he falls apart and his 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 marriage falls apart. It's really mm-hmm. brilliantly played out, and that's why I, I I'm so impressed by Joel Edgerton for, for yeah, everything. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah, and that's the really pacing cool the pacing is terrific too. You know, mm-hmm. the pacing of the film is just terrific. Uh, yeah, there's there's not much downtime. It's just right to the point. I'm still not sure about Gordo though. I know. I won't know their name. Is- well, his name's uh, Gordon Mosley is his name. Yeah, and uh, they called yeah. him Gordo the Weirdo in in in, in school. So. Okay. Um, no, I'm not sure. No, the DP, video the cuts is, off. No, DP, DP. Yeah, right. DP. They're both bad guys. They're clearly yeah. both bad guys. But I guess the question is, who's the bigger bad guy? And I think it's Jason right. Bateman because he's the reason that Gordo is the way that he is. I agree. Mm-hmm. Gordo would have been but, a normal person. Yeah. 
Yeah, but if Gordo did that, it, you know. Yeah, we can't say it, but the but DP Heat. Remember they have that altercation in the parking garage. Like Jason Bateman gets drunk yes. in that bar, yes, and they try mm-hmm. to talk it out. He says something about the past. He says some like very kind of sinister Gordo does some very kind of sinister mm-hmm. um you know like the the past is I forget exactly what it was I just fucking watch it I forget um but it, like it makes you think he's got he's got a, a motive as well right you know he he wasn't just trying to be nice to to the wife even though he was mm-hmm. he seemed to genuinely have affection towards her but he had he had motive and he was going oh, for it. Come on, of course he did. He had a game. The minute he saw him, oh, I re- that's another thing I wanted to say. The scene where Gordo first sees him, they're walking into like the, a store because they just bought the house in, in California. Mm-hmm. Walking to like a furniture store or something yep. like that. You see Gordo walking. I rewinded a few times. They walk in, you see Gordo walking, and he fucking stops on a dime and just stares at the two of them like he's frozen in time. And then they walk mm-hmm. in the store, and he's still just frozen, just stuck. And it was and for me, I was thinking like in that moment, if this was reality, in that moment, he was like, okay, now I have my fucking chance. I've right. been waiting for years for this. That's why he couldn't move for like 20 seconds. Right. Killer performance was, to like, yeah, just yeah, like yeah. hold that. He, he's great. They're all great. Yeah. Yeah. But that moment right there, he's like, yep. And then he goes to the store and he's just kind of, he's just kind of creeping around. Like, but that's like, you think about it. If it was, if it was you something horrible happened to you and then like 20 years later you see the guy that did it just fucking just casually walk yeah. into the store wouldn't you stop and then start creeping around too like i mm-hmm. mean these things when you think about them are actually kind of normal for somebody that went through what gordo did so it's uh like i said that's why i think this movie is like a fucking borderline masterpiece i really yeah. love it it's, it's in like my top 50 like i it's really brilliant that's nice yeah i'll have to check it out Really good, really good, and, and, and that's why, stuff. and that's the only reason me and DP are not saying the yeah, end. Does this last okay. question yeah, like a D- big yeah. one? Yeah, Mark, you okay. gotta see it. You gotta yeah. see yeah. it. It's I'm a huge awesome. fan of uh, Joel Edgerton as so, yeah, he's, he's cool. as a, as an actor. I didn't know that he wrote and directed this, and yeah. like for you guys to be talking about it this highly, that's really cool. Very talented dude. Really good stuff. Uh, really good movie. I'm happy you liked it, DP. Yeah, Did Minaj really like it? it? She loved it too. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah good. Yeah. DP, you have anything else to say about it? Um, not about that, but I do wonder uh, if any of the listeners sit there and say to themselves, "Who the fuck is Minaj?" That's <laughs> <laughs> a but, made up person. Yeah, yeah. Minaj is an imaginary friend I have. It's, yeah, <laughs> Minaj the Mirage. Yeah. That's that's a sex doll that DP has. That's it. <laughs> Ever seen Lars and the Real Girl? It's like one of, yeah. it's one of those right. scenarios. <laughs> big, big ups on Minaj the Mirage. That was a good one, Marky. <laughs> oh, thank you. I liked. Yeah. yeah, that's. I have a feeling that's going to stick. <laughs> it just sounds too good. So. Anyways, but so. uh, yeah, but yeah, d- yeah. Thank you. Have that you that was yeah. a great one. I enjoyed it. Thoroughly. Well, uh, yeah, uh, uh, Marky and AJ, you guys want to uh, talk about the other one? You guys. Got yeah. into this week. Yeah. Yeah. Final f- AJ put down Elden Ring. Final final move for the discussion of tonight. I I can see where your eyes are looking. I know where your TV is placed in your apartment. You're playing fucking Elden Ring. And I know you can't, can't pause that game. Are you fighting a boss right now? You're going to die. You're going to lose those runes that you've got. Go ahead and just let it happen. Yeah. So, gotcha, so bad. I, keep, I keep dying in this area so 
right. <clears throat> so, yeah. So, last but not least, I picked for Marky, and he has not seen the 1994 film The Crow, starring the late Brandon Lee, directed by Alex Proyas. Proyas? Proyas? He, he did a, a dark, dark, he directed Dark City, which is, which is one of my, one of my favorite um, science fiction films. But anyway, this is a terrific revenge film, in my opinion. I, don't, I think it's, I think it's aged fairly well, considering it's a 1994 film. So basically what happens is, and I don't know if it's like supposed to be a future world, but it's like set in this dark world, this dark city. That um, the night before this guy's wedding, he, him and his fiance are brutally murdered by these, you know, these, the city gang, this group of people, and they're trying to like relocate them or something. I get the, forcibly remove them from their apartment, and they end up murdering them. And then so a year later on the anniversary, um, it's supernatural goes on. Eric rises from the grave and sort of assumes this like crow mantra to get uh, get revenge and this crow follows him around and it's just, <laughs> it's pretty cool though like uh um i don't know it's hyper stylized but i think uh brandon lee carries it a lot of a lot of the way and he does a really good job with it uh, and obviously we know that he infamously died during the shooting of it um but yeah i really love the crow i know they're doing a remake of it but i I do think i do think it should be pointed out it's based off of a a graphic novel so it's very kind of comic booky too in the way it's like kind of shot right so what he does is he he go that 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 crew that killed him and his fiance he tracks them down one at a time and and uh kills them in variously different ways, mm-hmm. which are fine. They, they, they killed him too. They killed okay. both of them. He's back yeah. from the dead. Right. And yeah. then he goes around killing all of them until he gets to like, you know, the, the, the boss at the end of the, the level. Right. You know, who's this guy <laughs> called Top Dollar. And uh, yeah, it's got some supernatural in it and it's definitely uh, a fun action and uh I enjoy. I still enjoyed it. I watched it today again, just to catch myself up for tonight. And nice. I, thought, I still liked it. What did you think, Marky? All right. So this is the first time I've actually uh, watched it. I watched it a few nights ago, and I probably would have never gotten around to watching it. That's why I love this kind of pick a movie thing because it's one of those mm. that you know you're like you've never seen The Crow. I'm like, no, nah, you know, mm. I know what it's about, but like. I would have never, most likely never would have watched it if you hadn't assigned it to me for homework. So <laughs> as soon as I started it, I was chuckling to myself about like just how 90s it was and the uh, the opening scene with the, the special effects. Um, you know, it's very, the special effects are dated. Um, but, and it's funny for me, in in my memory when i think of like when i think of a movie that was made in the in the 90s i feel like it's i feel like it's 80s stylized like i like i my memory is like a decade behind if that makes sense 
but okay. it's, I, you know what I mean? Like the crow and there's, a, a, I'm drawing a blank. I had too much to drink tonight. I got grain brain, but there's movies that to me, I feel like they're, it's got an eighties style, but that's not true. The eighties are, have their own style and the nineties do too. And this, this movie very much had a fucking 90s style to it with the soundtrack and uh, the soundtrack. I didn't know. It was I love the soundtrack. Out. Yeah. Right. And that tracks for you. But uh, <laughs> it was like Soundgarden and shit in there. Yeah. Stone Temple um, Pilots, Nine Inch Nails. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, uh, it, it, and it makes sense that it was based off a graphic novel, but also what I was going to say is that, uh, you know, a lot of movies that were made around that time that were kind of like action or crime dramas, they were, a lot of them were uh, showing like, like hyper crime and hyper criminals. Um, because at the time that, I don't know if you guys ever saw the documentary Freakonomics, but there was actually like a really big spike in the, in the mid to early nineties and crime and people th- thought that that crime was only going to continue to go up. And so a lot of movies from that time reflected that where they showed these criminals that are just going around in these gangs, torching buildings and killing civilians for no reason other than that. They're just criminals kind of like uh, predator two is an example of that. Um, and I felt like the crow showed that too, but I didn't realize it was based off a graphic novel. In any case, I did enjoy this movie, how just on the nose it was. There was no guesswork about it. The The beginning of the movie laid it out exactly what was going on. You know, this person died, this person died. Sometimes when a person dies in terrible circumstances, then their spirit comes back. A crow will carry them back so that they can exact their revenge. And then that's just the plot of the movie. This guy's back yeah. to kill the people that, that wronged him. And one by one, he goes through. And even the character names are, uh, whether it's like Skank and uh, Flyboy or something like that. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, Top Dollar Tintin. was the boss. Tintin, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> these, but Ernie Hudson's great, in it. <laughs> these great names of these uh, these characters. And they, they had uh, one of the main bad guys was the dude from, again, Commando. Uh, what's that little weasel's name? Oh, Patrick Sully. Kelly. Yeah, yeah Sully. Commando, he's Sully. Yeah. yeah, that little guy. That's like he's a good T-Bird. place you can pick up some slash. <laughs> God damn, what a what piece a of shit. Yeah, his name's T-Bird in this movie. He's an asshole. Um, yeah, he, meet, he, meets, but, his uh, yeah, he Ernie, meets his end. Oh, yeah. He, yeah. The, the way that all these bad guys are dispatched are just kind of hilarious. The, I felt like um, Brandon Lee like overacted for his role. Like he, he did a, he gave 110%. <laughs> and, you know, Ernie Hudson was outstanding. Michael Wincott was the main bad guy, top dollar. Top dollar that yeah. guy's just flat out, that guy's just flat out creepy. As a human being in general, he was st- he was stealing scenes. There's that scene where he's like, uh, uh, "Here's my impression of uh, uh, I'm dead." <laughs> like he talks about the crow when he gets shot. <laughs> he's just like, he's just like, yeah. That I don't know where he came from, but he's fucking yeah. hilarious. It, it, I don't. I only re- the only other thing that I remember him from is one of the Alien movies, like Alien Resurrection or something like that. 
but that okay. his voice his voice sticks with you it's, yeah. he's he sounds like he's on death's doorstep but he, you know, <laughs> he keeps kicking um but you know it was you know i knew what it what the plot was going into it um i've got no complaints for the movie i mean it was fun to watch as uh for what it was you know it was kind of easy for me to like poke some holes at it just because it is a little dated oh yeah um and like you say you know is the uh, some of the um scene transitions uh just like the editing um the over the top just like bravado of the characters was just kind of theatrical comical at times um but no i enjoyed it for the most part and as a whole the story like the revenge story i think is just a good solid badass revenge story this dude gets killed his his fiance gets killed raped he gets brought back from the dead for the sole purpose of killing the people that straightforward him yeah yeah, yeah, it's very straightforward, <laughs> and it's just a cool. Like, that's you know, that's a story that's in my alley. Like, all right, it's aside, cool. aside, <laughs> you know, kidding. aside from the the supernatural, he's he pulls himself out of his grave, like thing. But hey, right. Marky, are you interested in the remake? I am. Yeah, I think it would now, be after really seeing cool see, this. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, so, uh, so the remake is going to be uh, Bill Skarsgård. Oh, the, that's um, right, the dude who played Pennywise yeah. in the new It movies. Uh, weird looking dude. It's gonna be right. So the dude yeah. who's writing it has one writing credit right now, and he wrote uh, King Richard, which he got nominated oh, for an yeah. Oscar okay. for. Nice. So, right. so oh, that great, dude's great. writing the writing it, and it's being directed by uh, this guy uh, Rupert Sanders. He did uh, like the live that. action version yeah. of Ghost in the Shell. Uh, he did Snow White and the Huntsman. Mm-hmm. You know those okay. kind of. Right. Nothing like amazing, but like kind of yeah, cool actiony movies. So right, yeah, we'll see what he can bring to it. Might be might Bill Skarsgård is uh is a talented he's a talented creep. So yeah. I could see him no, be being a yeah. pro. You know, and when googling the remake, I actually stumbled across a uh, a shelved version. Apparently, Jason Momoa was casted as the crow in some remake that they started i don't know how far they got into it but it got huh. uh, put on the back shelf at some interesting. point interesting interesting i wonder i, and I know they that... did uh like a oh, i was just gonna say i know they did like a you know uh, some sequels a crow two or three that mm-hmm. uh starred obviously someone other brand city of angels yeah, yeah yeah right and can you guys tell me do you know i know how i know brandon lee got killed by a prop gun you know, he was the OG Alec Baldwin, but what, where <laughs> was it in the filming that, that it happened? Like how I far? Don't know. I, was, I, was I, I always imagine it's that scene when he walks into that, that, uh, that room with all the enemies. There's like a thousand like guns. A, yeah. He has a thousand bullets flying around, but, uh, yeah. but I do think they had like more than half the movie filmed. So uh, like they did. That's what I was wondering. They didn't have too many shots I had to like do with other actors and stuff right. like that. So that's that was going to be my next question. It was, are there any scenes of the character of the crow that is not Brandon Lee other than like your typical stunt double? Uh, 
like you know what i mean like him walking down the street or that kind of thing yeah there's probably some film uh, I mean, stuff yeah there, just i'm some, sure yeah exactly they did with the the stunt double they had to do some stuff but but i think and then also like dialogue wise and everything it's all him but i, I don't know they pretty know. much there, have there's a handful of scenes i could tell they were using someone else yeah because well, they purposely weren't double, showing his face right right, <laughs> right. your stunt double is you know that's uh that's a given you know that would have been not him probably anyways yeah right. but uh, but there were serious when, scenes when thinking they about it though afterwards yeah afterwards though you know i feel like it's um you know it's kind of a bold choice i mean that decision to release a movie even though he died i mean i know they've got a lot of money invested invested in it invested in it but they could spin it as like this is an homage to like the project that he was working on so we're going to release it at the yeah. same time it feels kind of like dirty grubbing dudes that are trying to make their money back from the money they put into it okay. i don't know can i weigh in real quick on the crow um i just want to say i'm not going to get to, i i haven't seen the crow in a very 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 long time i didn't get a chance to rewatch it this week and i'm happy i didn't i'm going to tell you why I saw The Crow when I was, I don't know, a teenager, and I fucking loved it. I have mm. a feeling had I never seen The Crow and I watched it now, I think I would have fucking hated it. Right, I don't but, know. But I, I think I think more- I like I just I would like this is stupid. Like I don't know. Like when I was young and like I saw it, I was like, this is badass, and this is it's stuck with me now for twenty five years. Like I still feel like it's badass. Yeah. And I don't know. I think now I'd probably critique it a little harder. Whereas well, back then, like, I, I was for sure. You might critique um, it harder if it was your first watch, but you've already seen it and then rewatching it. Like I rewatched it today. Yeah. And, you know, I understand all the, you know, the, the, the things Marky's saying. You know, it's, it's, it's dated. It's a 90s film and there's some cheese to it. But, you know, there's I, a, a lot I, of I still, cheesy lines. Jeez. I, but I still, but I still liked it. Didn't we throw you in a dumpster? Yes. <laughs> it was, st- it was still entertaining. <laughs> it was still entertaining. I still enjoyed myself. I still liked it old school. I still liked it. <laughs> I did. I still liked it. I still enjoyed Ernie Hudson a lot. Ernie this is a scene where, awesome. where there's a scene where there's a scene where he, he showed. With the crow He's the best shows actor up. in the whole movie, for sure. Yeah, when the crow shows up at his apartment, he's still wearing his cop hat. He's got his boxers and yeah. t-shirt on, and, and, and he, he comes and get you. Still got your hat on. He takes it off. I'm like, that's fucking hilarious. Like, yeah. but Ernie Hudson's great. I think it's it, it holds up to a degree. I still I still enjoy it. it there were cheesy lines, just like, t- but uh, you know, typical of that era. Oh yeah, yeah. Of, yeah. Uh, the delivery and everything and and the gunfights too and even like the the guns themselves were just these like weird like cool futuristic prototype guns of the era that like never actually went anywhere um the what's the name name of the the uh let me look up his name real quick the bad dude that was partners with uh top dollar uh, his name's Lawrence Mason. He played Ten Ten, and he's carrying around that pistol that looks like a laser gun. You know, some of these guns in the in the movie were ones that had a very short uh, production timeline. Like at the time in the nineties okay. and stuff, everyone thought they were, everyone thought they were badass. 
and then they just were super impractical they never went anywhere and that's why you don't see them anymore in modern day stuff but and the name of the uh the uh pawn shop owner john polito who played gideon uh remember yeah, he goes yeah, to yeah. the pawn shop and gets the ring back and yeah he ends up uh burning the pawn shop down and shoots a barrel of rings at him and shit yeah yeah, yeah. um but that character was great there's some great characters in there um and i thought yeah, the I aesthetic think- and the the darkness was cool like how it was mm-hmm. all like kind of frame like the you know the 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 color palette i thought was, was right good. it was almost like a vampire movie with a color palette yeah you know, yeah, yeah, yeah it's like yeah. very gothic very gothic um, very almost, gothic almost in, almost in like a uh, a gotham city kind of setting yeah and some of the like, like it's you constantly know, raining you know the um the him and top dollar have that fight on the that that building that they're fighting on seems very like the architecture seems very gothic like mm-hmm. it's just you and know, they're having they a fucking say, sword fight. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, no, it was um. It. Yeah, I I enjoyed it. Um, you know, it's I've got nothing really bad to say about it except for you know poking fun at things here and there. I can see a hundred percent. If I had seen that when I was a kid, I hundred percent would hold that as like high reverence. Like this is what a badass movie is. Oh, my friends were upset. <laughs> this is what a that. yeah. Oh I, yeah. I can see why I'm 94 so many people... when I was 14. Like all my friends were like, what? Yeah. Like it was like, the greatest thing ever. Yeah. And there's some titties in there and like, yeah, just like gunfights and a, a dude that's pretty much invincible. Yeah. Then it inspired it. Sting's whole gimmick. Yeah. Which he 90s. still has. I mean, yeah, yeah he still does it. I mean, <laughs> But anyway, all right. Yeah, um, I think a remake would be really cool because, like, at its core, oh, yeah. the, the at its core, the story is basic, but it's uh, you know, it's it's almost like a um, well, even I guess like the the whole idea of the crow and coming back from the dead, it's almost like a Native American kind of tale, right? So it's like a it's like a fable that's like as out as old as time or whatever. So it's it's a a story that a lot of you know obviously can't relate to but is somehow something that people can agree with with you know people that do wrong you hope that there is some ultimate justice someone yeah. coming back from the dead and killing the people that did this you know it's it just seems like a, a, a fitting kind of myth hey can i um can i also just say uh do you guys think it would be kind of a like a meta funny-ish kind of joke to to have Alec Baldwin play the like the bad guy in the remake? <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. Alec Baldwin plays top dollar. Yeah. <laughs> only uh, uh, DP, only if Jane Campion will direct it. It's going, it's going. Yeah. You got to put or Jane Campion. Just be there somewhere. The, right, and then shoot her gallery. In the camera. Yeah. yeah. All right, boys. So we actually we ripped through those four movies pretty quickly, mostly because I didn't want to talk about Mandy. Yeah. Uh, I think I just. <laughs> oh, that was a very quick. Well, I don't, I don't want to disown DP. So, you know, I love him very much. I just Again, if, that movie. I wouldn't have picked it for you. If DP, I DP, DP, I hate that movie as much as I love you. Like, all right, that's how 
That's how I, as, as soon as I watched it, I was like, oh, he's going to hate this. <laughs> <laughs> so I think what we're going to do is we're going to go around and all throw out one other revenge movie that we love. We can talk if if we throw one out. If you've seen it, you want to talk about it for a couple of minutes. Good. We'll try to make it brief. We'll just, you know, because this is a great this is a great topic. So we'll go around um, one more time. I'll go first. I want to talk about one um, that I saw a long time ago and it left a, a, a big impression in me because I loved this book growing up and then it was made into a movie and the book was really convoluted and it was like i remember having to read it a couple times being like trying to piece everything together it was a lot where the movie came out years and years and years later and they really narrowed it down and made it into kind of like a cool action revenge movie and i know aj has mixed reviews about this we talked about this movie two decades ago, probably. Uh, AJ was mixed about it because it was one character that he hated. But this is 2002's The Count of Monte Cristo. Uh, Jim Caviezel, oh, yeah. Guy Pierce. I was thinking Pierce. about that, too. God, I mean, that is, the, the book is the ultimate revenge novel. Like, I mean, it's a, it is a lengthy, convoluted, insane story about, you know, the, the a guy getting, uh, railroaded and convicted of a crime and put in this horrible jail and but they made it into this movie in 2002 that is so fucking good if you haven't seen it, it again yeah. jim caviezel's the lead guy pierce is, is is the antagonist he's a prick oh you know who's in it yeah, you know who's yeah. in it marky michael yeah, wincott is in it oh your boy Who? from the Michael Wincott from The Crow. He's in it. He's actually in both of those movies. Top dollar. Top dollar. He's in it. Yeah. He plays. Um, oh, you're right. Dong, he's Dong the warden. And, yeah, oh, that's, the, yeah, that's right. The, the warden. I, I was mixing him up with, with Don Glar, the, the, the thief. He's the, you're right. No, he's, he's the warden. He's, when he, he's the he warden. He grabs his yeah. fucking keys as they go off like that. that yeah. Thing. I'm yeah. your and warden. He, 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 he holds them underwater. Yeah. 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 Fucking. I, I think this movie is awesome. Guy I Pierce agree. is such a prick in this movie. Uh, I, uh, yeah, Henry Cavill's in it too. He's like what? Yeah, fifteen, ten. Yeah, he's <laughs> so young and a little kid. Uh, man, there are some. There's some great. There's some great fight scenes. Some great sword fight scenes. The ending scene between uh, uh, Jim uh, Jim Caviezel and, and Guy Pierce is great. Um, some great lines in it. It's got a, a good layer of cheese on top of it, um, especially the love story is definitely cheesy. Um, but fuck, the movie's great. I, I and Luis Luis Guzman's in it too. He's his little helper. That's the character that AJ hated. Really? AJ, I yeah, he, ever hate Luis Guzman? He, AJ, he, he just thought, <laughs> uh, he's not honestly. AJ's not wrong on this one. He is super weird and annoying in the movie. I found him uh, more endearing than annoying. But I can see why you might find him fucking annoying in that movie. I think he's awesome. as like a, this little like knife fighting monkey helper friend that's I, around i did too but he was kind of cheesy and annoying and like kind of uh i mean like i love i love the scene on the beach when they get into when you know they get into the, the, knife, the fight. knife fight like that's a really cool scene i love this whole movie by the way from start to finish i fucking Me love I'm, just this, I, the scene, I'm a huge the, fan of this movie the scenes in the prison remember with him and priest when they're when they're they're yeah cutting through like shawshank style they're like they're right, cutting themselves right. out of there and like the way he escapes and he gets all the money they they find that treasure it is such an awesome story and it's like one of those movies you watch it's like two hours long but you watch it you're like holy shit that felt like 30 minutes it just 
bang. Yeah. It gets through. It's fulfilling. It's well acted. Jim Caviezel, if he didn't go all psycho God, he probably would have had a much better career. Um, but Guy Pierce, Guy Pierce, I feel kind of steals the show in it. It's just, uh, he is, he's an excellent bad guy. Oh, he's such a prick. Um, I love that movie. I think it's great. Yeah. Marky loves it. Marky, you, you love Luis Guzman in it, even though AJ hates him. <laughs> in, in this movie, um, I was, this is another one that I was thinking that I was like, damn, that, because I, I did Google revenge movies and Count of Monte Cristo was up there. I'm like, that is an excellent revenge movie so because good. it's not just that he, he, he it's not just like a, a tit for tat murder for murder kind of thing that he does. He it's this lowly kind of peasant that gets wronged by this aristocrat and gets put in prison. And when he gets out, he finds his treasure. He makes himself a count and elevates his status, changes himself so much that his nemesis doesn't recognize him. And then he starts to whittle away at his nemesis. Yeah. Financially, mostly different social circles, financially and social circles until eventually mortally and 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 kills them so yeah it is a badass story there's a couple of weird plot holes in it that don't make a ton of sense but like uh people love this movie like rotten tomatoes right uh critics 73 percent um but the audience 88 and that's over a hundred thousand reviews um so like it's so good it's it's a great movie to just throw on and watch It, it but it's not it's not casual viewing at the same time but it's fun viewing I really, I really mm-hmm. love it. AJ, outside of Louise Guzman, did you like that Count of Monte Cristo? Um, yeah, specifically, specifically, I liked uh, Guy Pierce. So good. You love Guy Pierce in general. So I like Guy Pierce in general, but I think he. I wanted to kill him as much as he's such a prick, you know, Jim, as much as is it Jim Caviezel, Jim Caviezel, yeah. as much as Jim Caviezel's character it's, it's wanted, Jesus. wanted to kill his yeah. name is Jesus, wanted yeah. to kill him. Like I wanted to kill him just as much. And um, I actually started to read Alexander Dumas, uh, you know, the Count of Monte Cristo. It, there's a lot more, so layers confusing. layers to this it gets really confusing uh, as you're reading it but um and they couldn't possibly have you know incorporated all of that into the film but yeah i mean overall i liked it i'd watch it again for sure um yeah luis guzman i just thought like he just annoyed me <laughs> How how old is that book, by the way, by Alexander? Oh Dumas? God, I want to pretty say, old, right? Eighteen yeah. hundreds. I want to say, hold on, I got I got it queued up. Um, uh, AJ, I, I will say, if you guys ever want uh, eighteen forty four, it is. But Woo. if you guys ever want to try to give yourself a fucking aneurysm, even just go on Wikipedia and try read the plot. It's spelled out. They they do the whole thing on Wikipedia you won't get through like four paragraphs. You'll be like, where the fuck am I? It is the most convoluted story. I can't believe I was able to follow it. Gave when up I was a on teenager. It. I, I, I love that book as a teenager. I was able to follow it. I can't follow it now. My brain's mm. too destroyed at this point. 
But um, but that's what I love about the movie is they narrow it down. They take the the important parts. They put them in there. They make the story kind of simple, um, but also really engaging at the same time. And I, can and I, I ask? This is great. Can you yeah. remind me when he when he's in? Um, I forget the name of the prison. God, because I, I was reading the book. Oh, the island. Um, yeah, is that Richard Harris? Yes, it is Richard yeah, Harris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he plays the priest. Yeah, yeah, I fucking love Richard Harris. And he te- teaches him how to read. He teaches him how to sword I'm, fight. I'm, obs- like, I'm obsessed with that dude. He was so good. He, he was really good. So, um, Ch- Ch- Chateau de Mont or something like that. Um, uh, the, the Chateau Deef. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chateau Deef. Yes, Chateau Deef. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, again, uh, and that's based on on that's based on a real prison. So, um, mm-hmm. really. Really great story. DP, have you ever seen it? That kind of money, Christo? I have it? not, no. DP, check I, it out. Good yeah. flick. We didn't, uh, we didn't I, spoil it. Yeah. Just, it just up, so you so. know, from what, what we just talked about, we didn't spoil it like horribly. Just so you there's, know. Yeah. There's I, a I know a familiar with the movie. story. Exactly. You know, like a classic but, story. But yeah, There's a good twist the at the end to right. Right. see it. You'd love it. it it's like the mo- one of the slowest burn revenge stories you'll ever like. Actually, if you ever... Well, if you ever oh, read the almost, book, if you ever read the book, oh, the book is a slow burn. Yeah, yeah, not yeah, the yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, not, the story not the movie, is almost, but the story itself. Yeah, with the amount of time that the story spans over, it's almost yeah. like an epic. You know, yeah, it's, it's, like it's like 20, 20 years. 30 years or something. Oh, maybe yeah, because yeah. I think he's in the shadow Chateau deep for like fifteen years. Yeah, because he's like that. biding his time. Because he's a kid, he's like twenty years old when it happens to him. So it's yeah. it's 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 fucking good, man. DP, check that movie out. It's really good. I might I might throw it on. I might throw it on when we're done. Stream it anywhere, DP. It's a classic. Uh, you, you have to rent I it on Amazon or wherever you rent. Yeah, but you got to pay for it. But fuck, so. sons of bitches. No, oh, speaking. No, I had to pay for uh, the Crow movie that came out in 1994. I, know, I had right? to pay Amazon a four four dollars to watch that movie. Bullshit. Bullshit. All right. Um, DP, you have a rapid fire movie for us? Yeah. Uh, well, well, for one, we, we already kind of spent a good chunk of an episode talking about the greatest revenge movie, John Wick. So right. Uh, right. we don't need to dig into that one again. But if we're talking revenge movies, you got to talk about dirty work. Yeah. That movie fucking rules. Uh, Norm Macdonald and Artie Lang, uh, directed by Bob Saget. Yeah. And, and here's the crazy yeah. thing. If 10 years ago you, you were talking to Artie Lang, Norm Macdonald, and Bob Saget and said, hey, Artie, you're going to outlive both of them. Yeah. People would have thought you were fucking crazy. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, wow. Somehow, Artie is point. still alive, but we've lost both Norm and Bob Saget. So, <laughs> but yeah, That's Dirty crazy. Work is fucking hilarious. And Chris Farley, who's in it. Yeah, Farley's got a great <laughs> got his yeah. nose bitten off by a Saigon whore. Yeah. You bastard. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Oh, that movie is excellent. Yeah. So, uh, I, I, there's not really a lot to dig into on dirty work. Just no, know, no, actually, DP, it, it's will, so funny. I, 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 I think everyone should see it. If you haven't, I, you can watch it free a bunch of places. It's, it's, really? you can even, I think, YouTube, it's free. It's you, 
Pluto TV and this and that. You can DV, see it anywhere. Awesome. When, when I was in my early 20s, I was working at a restaurant in Burlington. And a, a, a friend of mine, Ken Coleman, he was obsessed with that movie. And he got all of us obsessed mm-hmm. with that movie. And to this day on our Facebook, we constantly like, remember the scene when they're in the, when they're, they get arrested and then mm-hmm. like, they, they take Norm Macdonald out and good. Like they're, they're insinuating that he got sodomized. And he comes back, <laughs> he's just like, you, you fellas got a lot of growing up to do. You know that I get a good mind to go to the warden about this. Ridiculous. Like that scene. It's so fucking funny. Uh, oh, it's so fucking. And then what's his name? Champ, oh, Champ, who's, what's Champ kind? What's his fucking name? Remember he's in it. Remember he's the car dealer. I've never seen this many dead hookers in my life. Like remember that whole scene? <laughs> oh, that movie is absolutely uh, one of the most Kechner, underrated. He, that is one of the most underrated comedies like literally of all time. I it think really it's hysterical is. and I think it's genius. Christopher yeah. McDonald's in it too. Yeah. Let's say shooters in it. Yeah. And and what's his no face shit. too? The the fucking the that older comic. Remember he just Rickles. Yeah. Fucking Rickles is in great. it. Wow. I mean what a cast. Yeah. What a fucking cast. It's it's brilliant. Was what what year did that movie come out? You guys remember? Oh God it was like four, three four Mm-hmm. When would when would that would that come out before oh, or after wow. Screwed? No, ninety-eight. Really? Wow. Yeah, was Screwed before that or after? Do you remember? Screwed you know, must have been before that. Yeah. Dave Chappelle and that must have been right. Right. I mean, I was I remember literally seeing that in the movie theaters. Maybe like ninety-five school. or something. That 96. that sounds about right. Hold on, I got it right here. Dan DeVito. Oh damn! I don't know. Screwed was two thousand. No, so I saw that in high school. After Dirty Work. Holy no shit. No way. Really? Yeah, 2000 screwed. How long were you Jesus in high school? Christ. I was well, <laughs> well, 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 well. Uh no, I I, I feel like I maybe I don't know, maybe I guess I was in college. TP, maybe that was one of the ones we went and got absolutely shit-faced and went and saw. That's very possible, yeah. You, like one night picked a fight with the concession stand guy. <laughs> Anyways, right. um, that's that's a good one. That, that I love Dirty Work, TP. That's a again, that's a movie I, I can, can watch, watch over and anytime. over again. Yeah. So good, so, so funny. good. So, um, good pick, uh, Marky. You got one for the lightning round? I yeah, I do. Um, you guys are naming off uh, okay. a classic and a comedy. Mine is going back to that just bitter dark revenge and it is fucking dark it's probably out of all the movies we talked about tonight i think it's probably the darkest um it's it's called the nightingale and i saw it on netflix i think it's still on netflix i stumbled across it came out in 2018 Um, it's a little over two hours long Mm -hmm. and it's made by uh writer and director her name is jennifer kent she did the babadook right he made the Babadook, which that is a horror movie, scary. which is creepy as f- it is. So this is a, uh, how do they describe this? Just a fucking drama, thriller, depressing, bleak. It's, I'll read you the, uh, the IMDb. Wow. The reviews are awesome real quick. Set in 1825, Claire, a young Irish convict woman, chases a British officer through the rugged Tasmanian wilderness bent on revenge for a terrible act of violence he committed against her family on the way she enlists the services of an aboriginal tracker named billy who is also marked by trauma from his own violence-filled past so in this uh plot summary it glosses over 
the it says bent on revenge for a terrible act of violence he committed against her family. She loses her baby and her husband to these English officers in the Australian outback. And then she hires uh, an Aboriginal guy to help her exact revenge. The, the officers have since moved on from where she lives back to like a major city and she can't make it through the, uh, the back country the bush so she hires this aborigines dude who is also fucked up in the head and mm. they go off together to hunt down these officers and they just kill them and other people on the way mm. it's it, the movie starts off fucked up and it continues to be fucked up and it it ends kind of like with blue ruin you're like all right they're dead, <laughs> dead and now we're done like it's it's but it is, it stuck with me as just being so fucking like just brutal, but also kind of, uh, you know, it's, uh, it may have been based off of like a book. Um, Cause you know, that history of Australia, those were the convicts from uh, mostly the UK, um, some of America, a lot of the white settlers in Australia were convicts or English soldiers. So the soldiers in the story are taking advantage of the the convicts. And she's a pretty girl and she keeps getting visited by this one officer. Um, The husband has enough of it at one point. They get into a fight, husband dies. And one of the officer's uh, subordinates ends up killing the baby that's in the house. And yeah, it's fucking dark dark and then she just goes off from there and they they just yeah track them down kill them you know it's, it's not like any kind of uh crow situation where he's sticking the knives of 1010 into his heart like all of his major organs in alphabetical order they're just they're doing fast as possible as they can because at one point in the movie the english army starts to pursue them but I guess, I'm guessing you've seen it. Uh, I have a Marky, um, from what you're explaining, though, it reminds me of that movie, plot-wise, that movie you had me watch. What the fuck was that movie um, that was set, same thing, but I think it was set, like, in Ireland during the famine. Oh, oh right. One was uh, uh, Black Yeah, 47. yeah, I liked that movie. That's, that, that is another good revenge story. Yeah. But, yeah. again, very, very bleak. Very, very scary. Very creepy. Very creepy. Well, Marky, um, that Nightingale, 86% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's reviewed well. Oh, I mean, wow. Mandy's 91, but still. Uh, yeah, Mandy fucking wolf. Yeah, and I knew the, you wouldn't like it, but yeah, um, that, that movie, uh, The Nightingale, the aboriginal guy that's in that movie, um, if I rem- remember correctly, it's one of those situations where the dude has like never acted before and they've, you know, uh, found him more or less locally and then put him in this role and he just shines through naturally kind of like, and, um, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, f- I felt like that was uh, a little bit the same case. And, uh, once we're warriors, you know, there's, there's sometimes these, these people that yeah. uh, get cast into these movies because they're, they fit the, narrative of the socioeconomic uh uh you know geological place 
So they find somebody that's from that area and they just happen to be a fucking stud when it comes to <laughs> acting. And this guy, yeah. this guy was one of them. He was badass. Um, yeah, very, it's one of those ones where you, you want to hide the sharp objects and uh, make sure you're okay yourself mentally before going in because there's uh, a, yeah, baby dies like in the first 15 minutes at the hands of somebody yeah. else. But not uh, easy. with that being said, you, you never, it's one of the, you, you want to see those guys get killed more than anything. Right. And they do. So just know that going in, they, they all get, they all get their comeuppance. Good. All right. Well, that's, uh, I looked it up. It's actually free on Netflix and Hulu. So if you guys want to watch it. So it's, it's still there uh, on Netflix. That's good. And according to Rotten Tomatoes, I usually stay up to date on that. So nice. um, it says it's still there. It's one or the other at the very least. So um, good pick. Mark, I'd like to see that. AJ, you have a lightning round one for us? Yeah, I feel like there's no, only one. my video game time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Great timing, DP. I love that. Love that so much. Find the wheel there, DP. I feel I feel like there's only one answer to this question. And I'm gonna describe the movie based on what Rotten Tomatoes uh, how they've described it. Okay. Geeky college students Gilbert and Lewis are victim- <laughs> yes. are evicted from the dormitory when the Alpha Betas who recently burned down their own fraternity house by accident <laughs> confiscate the building. When the college forces the freshmen to live in the gym, Gilbert Lewis and their fellow dorks relocate to a rundown house. When the Alpha Betas, led by Jock Stan, repeatedly humiliate Stan, the nerds plot revenge. Oh, yeah. Revenge of the nerds. Oh, my God. Revenge, revenge of, the of the nerds. It's brilliant. I can't believe I didn't even think of this. Oh, my God. It's brilliant. 1984's Revenge of the Nerds. Which, by the way, I think if I watch that right now, I can still quote it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Dude, that's all we, we did. Dude, we did anyone like around years. our age saw the shit out of them as a guy. Yeah, but to, every but guy D- watched DP, that movie DP, over to be and fair, over and over and between over. Between the three of us and the other people and over. The kids that lived yeah. in the neighborhood, we watched that movie on fucking oh, loop constantly. for like for years. Yeah. What Correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't there like, isn't there like a borderline, uh, like rape scene? Yo, yeah, yeah. it's not oh, even borderline. Yeah. It's, not, it's not. He goes down on this girl. Well, he goes down. Lewis goes down on a girl, but she thinks it's someone else. He's wearing a mask. Yeah, and yeah. so she, you know, it's it was consensual. And then he pops up, and them. she's like, "Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're yeah. you're that you're that nerd. Yeah. <laughs> you're that nerd. Yeah, this would not hold All up. All jocks think about is sports. All nerds think about is sex. Yeah, <laughs> it was almost forty years ago. Like this would not hold up today at yeah. all. Oh boy, that could. But like, get away uh, that not now. for nothing. But like, just the other night, I'm at the Revolution game. And for some reason, the Booker man, I'm with the Booker man. He goes, what the fuck is a frush? He said that to me at one point. <laughs> like, like that was that neighborhood of kids growing up. That's all we did was watch that fucking coming to America clue. Like, that's all we did all the time. So did you get a no, room for rent? <laughs> <laughs> no room for rent. No. No, for rent. Tr- yeah, fuck, fuck off. off. <laughs> go, so, go hell, damn. go away. So it is, it is a revenge film. Yeah, it's a yeah. revenge film, you know. It they, it's they, even they, a, they get they get their dorm the title, AJ. They get their dorm, yeah. yeah. Revenge of the nerds. They get their dorm trash, and yeah. you know what? 
they they have to they have to get revenge. Yeah. And yeah, they, they do. Burn, they burn it lambda, down. Lambda, like lambda, they, yeah. lambda, and omega moves get oh, their yeah. revenge. Oh fuck yeah. it, yeah. Remember with Lamar with the limp wristed throwing style? I mean, they, they yeah. could not get away with this shit today. Oh I was just thinking about that before you said it, and I was trying to remember. Was that the first one or the second or the third the one that, where one. he's doing that? Oh, the, yeah, that's yeah. the first the javelin, one. Shaking. Yeah, his, just his javelin is bouncing. <laughs> it's so great. It's uh, so brilliant. Oh, my God. Like, if the, you're like the name of the, uh, the fat, like, Beer drinking, uh, uh, the ogre, the uh, on the jock ogre, yeah, yeah. ogre, ogre, you asshole. asshole. (laughs) I only remember like little snippets and pieces of this movie. John Goodman's in that movie. I mean, like, (laughs) you guys got your asses whipped by a bunch of goddamn goddamn nerds, nerds. Nerds! Like he gets so upset. He gets so upset. That they were beaten by "quote unquote" nerds. Yeah, in something that meant nothing. It was yeah. a stupid. It wasn't a football. Game. It was the football right. coach. It wasn't a football game that they lost. It was just a stupid fucking uh, like. It was like an right. obstacle. They game. all go to the same college. Like, how did, <laughs> why is the football coach mad? Oh God! Uh, movies awful and amazing at the same time. It's so good. It's so good. It's bullshit. Good I want Bush pan down. <laughs> it's got good reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, by the way. But uh, seventy-one percent. Yeah, yeah, seventy-three audience. But um, oh, AJ, that's a good. I mean, we we could honestly go all night on Revenge of the Nerds. We really could. But uh, I want to put it on right Be- now. Betty, Betty Child. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if it's streaming anywhere. I didn't see it. Rotten Tomatoes usually has it. I don't see it. But Betty Childs. But AJ, good one. I love that. But we we got we got to wrap it up for the night. We're starting to run a little late here. I want to say one more thing. What the um, fuck, before... a robster cross? No? <laughs> yeah. <Okay. laughs> the fuck is a frush? They give you you give me back your frush, and I'll give you five fresh cards. Right. Um, oh, thank you, GP. We got to have a quick segment about my boy, real quick. Oh, uh-huh. uh, my boy, Greg, Greg. Oh, Greg, 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 Greg. Uh, I was trying I like to think Grog. of a way. To, I was trying to think of a way to try to get in touch with 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 uh, with whatever, however you pronounce mm-hmm. his name. And I happen to look him up on Instagram where I follow him. Yeah, the Movie you, Council I, officially follows him as well. Did you see what his handle is? It's okay. Well, let's just go with Greg. Greg Fraser. No, I no bullshit. DP. Mm-hmm. Greg Fraser underscore DP. Yeah, I swear to God. Yeah. Director of photography, but no, 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 no. you think he's giving me a shout out? I see Greg Fraser underscore DP. That's how I read it when I see it. I think he's. I think it's a nod to to you. It is. Like we have to. We got to get him on the show somehow. I'll reach out. But just make sure you figure out how to pronounce his name first, because it might be Greg or Greg or Grug or Grug or. I am Groot. Groot. I don't know how it's pronounced, but you might want to figure that out. You worked it into another episode. Good job. Yeah, just however, but it says DP. So I just. Oh, DP. Listen, he has 121,000 followers. So he's a popular dude. Uh, DP, send him a direct message. Please tell him we need him on the show next week. Um, And we'll we'll just. Thanks, DP. Get that done. 
Yeah, DP, you're on that. And if you don't, yeah. there'll be if you fail, there'll be consequences. But um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so all right. all right, we're running long now. All right, we, we gotta go. We gotta go. Um, uh, anybody, anything else, DP? Drop social media one more time if you can, if you have the uh, ability still. I kind of do. So yeah, mm-hmm. you can follow us. We're uh, we found at Movie Council Pod, and you can email us Movie Council Pod at gmail.com so and uh yeah rate and review wherever you're listening and uh reach out we we love hearing from the fans so and you know the rules if you send us a message no matter what it is we will read it on the air yes unless you insult marky's baby daughter and then we can't you start attacking babies that's where we draw the line yeah so yeah we just talked about revenge movies and how much i like violence so yeah it's probably safe for that person that they didn't read it to me yeah i am in the south and well i can drive to boston yeah i will find you yeah and and i think that the the rules are a little more lax in the south which uh which which i like yeah they they condone murder down here yeah i don't know if that's true but i'm saying it anyways anyways uh we're gonna call it sure we're gonna call it an evening, all right. Uh no, myself my video game time. Exactly. We got that's why we're gonna call it to myself, AJ, DP from Marky. We will see you guys next week. I'm not sure if we're doing the Northman or something else, but either way, we will be back. We will talk to you guys some more about movies. We love you. You guys have a great uh a great week, a great night, wherever the fuck you're listening to this. Have it great until we see you again. Be good. Night night. All right. Love you, mom. The movie council is adjourned. <laughs>